Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our final session of the Christie Cyber Conference. It has been an amazing two weeks, and so much learning, so many mind-expanding ideas, uh, great experiences, and I think the best part of all has been the networking and collaboration and collegiality that's been going on in that little chat window on the left-hand side of the room. Um, I really have been pleased, and can't thank you all enough for being a part of it and for making it the success it has been. Um, truly a huge step forward for all of us involved and for the relationships we've built and for the promise that holds for all of us moving ahead in the future. I'm Walter McKenzie. I'm glad to be here with you for this last session. This session will only be an hour. It's a Friday night. And I think people should, on a Friday night, be able to get out a little early and move on with their lives and have some fun. Um, I will be mentioning at the end of the session there is one makeup session tomorrow morning at nine, uh, 11 o'clock, I'm sorry. And that was uh, Christine Davis's presentation, which was originally scheduled for last weekend. And unfortunately, at the very last minute as she was getting ready, she ran into a technical problem. And we had uh, tech support on the phone, and we were trying to work with her. And we finally decided to reschedule. Um, and, and those of you who are in, in attendance waiting, asked if she could reschedule. And so that'll be tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Walter will be there. All right. Thank you for a fabulous conference. Uh, I wanted to share some numbers with you and, and do a little celebrating as we, as we get into this session. Uh, over 1,000 educators registered. And in going over all the numbers that Illuminate has compiled on our sessions, 2,372 attendees, and that is, does not include the three sessions tonight. Um, that's as of last night when we wrapped up with David Hernandez's excellent presentation at 9 o'clock on one-to-one -one computing and fourth grade literacy. We had representatives from six of the seven continents, 51 total sessions covering 14 days. And I think the biggest testament of its success is how often so many of your familiar faces kept coming back day after day and eating up everything you could as uh, the content was offered and your interaction with the presenter and with each other made it the success it was. Now, after tonight and after Christine's session tomorrow, we are going to archive these sessions. And you know what? They're not going away. The most common question I've had, especially the second week, is people have watched us coming down the home stretches. When's my last chance to get into those archives? They're not going away. Uh, they will be archived on the Christie site. You'll be able to get at them. Certainly somewhere down the road when they become a little dated, we'll uh, consider taking them down. But they're there for your professional development use well into the future. So please know they're there. As well as the collection of digital handouts that we have amassed from all the presenters. Um, and after this presentation tonight, the slideshow will also be available on the um, handouts page. For everyone who pre-registered before the conference started, certificates are going to be issued. Since we do have over 1,000 participants pre-registered, um, it's going to take a little time. We won't be able to have them out right away, but we will have them out to you in short order in the next week or two. And it will reflect each session in which you attended, for which you recorded your uh, presence. Uh, 
we're doing very specific calculations on seed hours for live presentations and for posts done on blogs and wikis. The total will be a total number of seed hours that you can then turn into your building administrator or whatever agency you file seed hours with for recertification and follow through with your local process for uh, making use of those hours for all the effort and time you put in for this last two weeks. For those of you who were not able to pre-register and miss that deadline before the conference started. A number of you here tonight I know are walk-ins. You uh, got bit by the bug at some point and you just kept coming back. And so for you I want, I want you to know that probably tomorrow afternoon as I get my act together, we're going to send an, out an announcement saying if you had not pre-registered but you still want credit for your seed hours, you can post register, and it'll be the same process as pre-registration, but it'll get your information in the database so when we generate the certificates, you will get credit for all the sessions you came to as a walk-in. Uh, of course, the only request we've had all along is to please sign in first and last name so that when we go looking to give you credit, we can identify you and, and make sure that you are getting credit for all the time and interest you put into the conference. Two things to be aware of that, that I ask of you. One, the, the session surveys we've been doing, I'm sure depending on the session and the time you had and, and how late in the evening the session ended, uh, you may or may not have completed for each individual session. But we are going to send out a final conference survey. And this is a survey that Illuminate asks us to send out. So it will certainly ask you for your overall feedback on the conference content and experience. But it will also have some Illuminate questions. And since Illuminate has been such a gracious partner, and they have given us this wonderful conference space for the last two weeks, and they're asking for some feedback as a customer so that they can continue to improve their service and provide for customers in the future, I will ask when you get the request to fill out the Illuminate survey if you could take a few minutes to do that. We would greatly appreciate that. And it will let Illuminate know how much all of the participants in Christie valued their donation of their valuable product for us for this conference. All right, some new initiatives coming up. Um, I have three to discuss with you, and I'm sure it will lead to some other, other items. Number one, Christie is committed to promoting and developing leadership and educational technology. And so, this year, starting next month, we are going to open up a process to nominate, identify, and honor true leaders from around the globe who are setting the standard and trailblazing the way to make educational technology a reality as it stands right now in education. What does that mean? Well, that means starting in March, nominations will be open and any of you from around the world will be able to submit a nomination of a leader whom you work with who you feel makes a true difference in the lives of children, in the professional development of teachers, and in the fluency and integration of technology into instruction. At the close of March, we'll then have a uh, window open for voting by everyone who is interested in participating on these nominees. And from that vote, we will identify those people who will be honored in 2010 as having that vision and leadership in education technology. 
in June, we will have an online award ceremony which will recognize those leaders. We will contact their local media and have a, a press announcement so that they can be honored locally by community, by fellow educators, but also recognize them online. Those who are elected and re, uh, re recognized for this honor will also become lifetime members of Christie's Leadership Council, a group of leaders that we hope to bring together and to help cultivate Christie and help keep us looking forward to help us think about what are the next steps in educational technology, not just what are we doing right now that's going well, but where should we be next year in three years and five years. And so start thinking about this now because the quality of the nominees will directly impact the quality of the program. And we want to announce leaders in June that we can all truly celebrate from all corners of the world who are making a difference and how we teach, how children learn, and how they're prepared for the 21st century workplace using technology. Our second initiative, we want to honor those of you who are the practitioners who are in the classroom, who are working with students, who are using technology to differentiate and help all children be successful. And so in working with Kathy Schrock, we have established and are prepared to announce the Kathy Schrock Digital Pioneers Award that will begin in 2010. This award is specifically for educators who are using Web 2.0 tools in new and innovative ways in instruction. And so for those of you who know peers, who are using Twitter, who are using Facebook, Glogster, all the applications we've been talking about at this conference, and new applications that are out there that haven't even come to the surface yet, to make a difference in instructionally, to reach children, to show how we can break down barriers globally, culturally, learning styles, all the different challenges we have in a classroom. We want to know about those teachers. Unlike the leadership recognition, these are for people working directly with children in some level. And so nominations for this recognition will open in April 2010. Voting will take place in May. And then concurrently at our June Awards ceremony, we will also recognize, along with our leaders, those educators who are our digital pioneers for 2010. Those who are recognized, those who become known as digital pioneers will also be invited to present at future Christie events, a couple of which I want to show, uh, tout and uh, share with you in the next few minutes. Uh, Debbie, I, I appreciate your comment. And you know what? It really is important to say teachers need to be honored. Teachers need to be recognized and respected. At all levels of education, we're all doing important work. We're all doing difficult work. And in times like we're in right now, we're also doing work that requires us to cut corners, make ends meet, and still deliver uh, quality education for our children. So having said all that, that's what this honor is all about. I'd like to stop for a minute and share with you, Kathy asked if I would share with you her Digital Pioneers video that was actually quite the hit about a year ago. 
And so I'm going to project that out in the web tour now, and then we'll come back together. <coughs> oh, I think I projected the wrong URL. Hold on. Let me grab the right one. All right, here we go. Sorry about that. What happened? Is everyone else still viewing it? Mine stopped. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Here we go. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to put the URL in the text box, in the chat box, and then all of you can look at it on your own if you haven't seen it before. All right. Our third initiative that we want to announce for the coming summer, or at least summer here in the Northern Hemisphere, are Christie Boot Camps. Now, what is a boot camp? These are opportunities between June and August 2010 where we're willing to sponsor grassroots topics that are of interest to all of you, target in on the skills and the results you want, give you hands-on practical experience with it at little or no cost. What does that mean? All right, I'll give you some examples of how this has worked in other lives in the past. If a group of uh, network administrators are interested in learning more about setting up their own Linux boxes. We will work to identify a location, a trainer, and bring together everyone who's interested with their Linux boxes in one environment to spend a couple of days setting up their own boxes, troubleshooting them, and have them ready to take back to their schools to run in their own environments. If you're interested in Glogster and you're looking for an opportunity to work with an expert for one or two days, online or face-to-face, -face, and have that experience where you learn and then you develop and you take resources back with you that are ready to use. We would like to set that up, sponsor it, invite you all to come, and make that a successful experience for you. The possibilities are as limitless as your ideas and your needs. And so it's going to be very important for us to find out through the end of conference surveys, through talking with you over the next few months leading up to June, what your interests and needs are. Because these are going to be grassroots topics. This is not going to be 
whatever the latest and the greatest uh, is coming out of the vendor camp. This isn't going to be whatever is being pushed by other organizations as, as being hot right now. This is going to be what's important to you. And so if you're interested in, in something specific instructionally or in ed tech and you would like the time and this summer you'd like to make the time to give yourself that professional development opportunity, we would like to work with you to make that happen. And my experience in the past has been at a regional level that if you find those grassroots topics and people are interested, the turnout will be there. And, and the success, just like in this conference, is not only from the excellent content and training, but also from the collaboration and the interaction that goes on at the event. So yes, I, I see Gail's question about on-site. They can be local. They can be online. I'm, I'm rethinking at the success of this conference how many things we could offer online successfully where we could bring people from all over the globe who are interested as opposed to offering something in southeast Pennsylvania and then everyone within 100 miles who can get there gets there, but we don't reach a larger audience. Um, there's certainly a lot to consider there. Go back to the example of everyone learning how to set up their own Linux box. That's probably best done hands-on. You want to be able to get in there with somebody and work on it. On the other hand, a workshop on Glockster, maybe we could do that online. And maybe we could provide the support and make that successful. We can do it either way. We could do a hybrid. We're open to those things. In addition to that, we'd love to be able to offer some boot camps if the interest is there that could also build into our catalog of online courses. So if you're truly interested in a certain technology and it's offered in our online courses, we can set it up so that you have the initial training and then you have time for the online course over time to continue to develop the skill and build up that competency and feel comfortable that you have um, success when you're done with your professional development. I'm interested in stopping for a minute and turning on the microphones or looking at the chat box and hearing a little about just initially what kind of topics you'd be interested in knowing that this is an initiative we're going to pursue. You can either use the raise your, use the raise your hand icon or um, type into the text box. But what do you feel would be some great popular grassroots topics that um, would be great for a, a boot camp between June and August this summer. Jerry, is high intensity digital a topic or are you asking about the delivery? Second life in K-12. I don't know how many of you had um, had a chance yet to look in the archives and see NC Ty's presentation from their conference on Wednesday. But Ellen Minter, who's the uh, current president and soon to be past president, um, would very much like to work with us on offering Second Life training and immersing people in Second Life who have an interest. So that would be very possible as a boot camp. Identifying curriculum items which lend themselves to using technology. So kind of a curriculum uh, development, curriculum mapping, and, and augmented with technology workshop. Marie, that would be very doable. And depending on the expertise everybody brings to the table, 
it could be a very rich, rich set of offerings. Gale, uh, Linux. Um, certainly, we know a couple of Linux gurus up there in Maine and New Hampshire, and I have one in my back pocket here in Arlington. We can certainly make that happen. Open source products in general, Ina says, and cloud computing, absolutely. Game design, Sophie, that would be huge to be able to offer game design for educators who are ready and interested. iPod Touch apps, absolutely. Sandy, that's a great recommendation. Uh, Jerry says, sorry about the disconnect, video development and delivery. Ah, definitely. Definitely. Jerry, that's totally doable. Jerry, do you think that's better done online or do you think that's something that would be better done face to face? Sophie, thank you. Sophie is saying, I agree, Jerry, hands on. And Gil is saying SharePoint, very popular, very doable. Um, Sophie, thank you for saying you can help because that's my next question is, Certainly, the interests are important in nailing down what those grassroots topics are going to be. But also, if you're willing to help, that is so important, so important that we have people that are willing to get in there and help. Gail, thank you. I, I was hoping I would hear you raise your hand. Uh, we're looking for people, and we don't expect to settle you with a lot of responsibility and a lot of time. But just as you're available and able and, and willing, and especially during the summertime, Ina, I know I can always count on you. Thank you. Oh, and Marie and Tim, thank you. Fabulous. So see, this is, this is what makes it worthwhile for me. If it's truly grassroots and people truly see it as valuable and people truly see it as something pertinent for them, then they're willing to, to step in and help too. Jerry, thank you. And Debbie, thank you. Excellent. All right. C. Lauderdale, thank you. And Nancy, absolutely. Please take advantage. So over the next, I would say, it's already March. Over the next six to eight weeks, we want to have that discussion. I'll be in touch. Please respond as you have the ability and the interest. And we want to nail down these topics, identify if they're going to be online and face-to-face, -face, uh, how they'll be delivered, who the presenters will be. And I want to emphasize to you that we will keep the cost very, very low, if not non-existent, because this isn't about making a buck. This is about giving back to education, helping each other to move ahead, and do this for the good of the profession. So fabulous. And finally, in October 2010, we are going to hold a Christie Global Symposium. And this will be nine days from Saturday, October 16th to Sunday, October 24th. It will be online. It is going to encourage educators from around the world to continue the work we started here at the Cyber Conference. I know for those of you that have been asking, and, and when I, you and I have been having informal conversations, I've been saying, Yes, we don't want to have to wait another year to do another conference. Let's try to have another one in the fall. And so this is going to be that effort. It's nine days instead of 14, so it's a little more concise. It's going to focus on global education and the exchange of ideas, learning from each other, what works best in different education systems around the world, what technologies are taking off and taking root, 
how different skills and strategies and approaches to educational technology are making a difference in different parts of the world. Sophia will be online, completely online. We don't want to incur expenses where you have to travel and you have to worry about logistics. We want it to be just as easy and just as convenient as the cyber conference has been uh, for the months of, well, for the last couple of weeks, I guess I'll say. And so I will be reaching out to all of you as the time comes to be good ambassadors about the experience you've had at the cyber conference and to talk it up and to encourage more of your peers to come and attend the global symposium because I do think our strength is in our numbers. Tim, have you thought of an ongoing year-round conference with one or two sessions every week or two? Tim, I have, and, and I watch things like Classroom 2.0 and Learn Central, uh, a number of names. There are a number of great communities that are doing ongoing things. I think the K-12 online conference is now doing things every so often as they come up. My concern is, and, and I'm glad to rethink this and to have this discussion ongoing, is that if it's more focused and we have a break now between now and October to regroup and bring together talent and ideas, yeah, and for people just to get a breath because I think a lot of people are really worn out from all the thinking and information and ideas from this conference, um, that people will be ready to go again. And I don't, I don't want to feel like we're competing with all the other great communities that are out there offering things on an ongoing basis. Um, so that was my thought in trying to give us some breathing time between now and October. But I'm certainly willing to continue that discussion, Tim, about having ongoing things and not necessarily having finite events six months apart. Um, but, but I do think the strength is in the numbers, and I do think the strength is in being global and being eclectic and going across geographic boundaries and across continents and bringing the best of everyone together. Tim, I bet you have. Tim and Aaron have been doing a lot of talking. And Aaron did want me to mention that he is working right now with George Mason University. He feels he's getting closer to getting graduate credits for our online courses and that that will make them even more attractive to teachers. That love the course catalog, very interested in the topics, but would like to make sure they can use those credits uh, for their professional certification. So stay tuned for that. Gail said maybe SIG events. I know special interest groups were really big up in New England, and people took a lot of advantage. And certainly Christie could have SIGs, and they could have online SIGs. Um, for me, a SIG always worked best when you when it's pertinent. And sometimes SIGs are pertinent for a while, and then they kind of die down, and then they morph into something else, or other SIGs come along. For example, if you had a Glogster SIG, or you had a Twitter SIG, and that would be very hot while it's in mode, and then as other technologies come along, it may ebb, and another SIG may become more popular. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, what I would probably look for, Gail or somebody, would be somebody who would be willing to be our Christie SIG point person so that as a group of educators want to start a SIG, they could at least email somebody and say, okay, we're ready to start a um, Skype SIG. And we want you to know that we're going to be at the Christie Skype SIG, and you can send other educators to us that want to join us and talk about Skype and its applications in the classroom. So 
definitely the SIG model is a viable one. And I guess we'll leave it that I'd, I'd be looking for someone to help us be that point person to for people to contact when they're ready to start a SIG on any particular interest. Gail, you're in? It's that easy? You're in? If you're serious, we'll talk because that's wonderful. Um, SIGs, Michael, are usually self-sustaining. Thank you, Gail. Um, Marie, you're right. A wiki would be a great way to do that. If Gail's willing to set up a wiki or, or use any other technology she's comfortable with, that, then all of a sudden we have a point place, we have a home online where people can come when they want to start their SIG. Uh, Michael, there's really no money involved. SIGs are usually educators that come together and share the technologies that are available. Typically they are uh, web 2.0 technologies that, that don't cost. In the past I've seen SIGs that would get vendors to come and speak at their SIGs. And the vendors might donate licenses, the vendors might donate um, some cost or cover some expense for the SIG in return for having the audience and the ability to talk about their product. Yeah, that would be up to the SIG to determine how they wanted to make it work. Um, and SIGs are living things and so they grow and, and as they flourish, they flourish and then as they die down that's okay because dedicated educators that are in a SIG usually move on to other SIGs as their interests uh, move on to other topics. So Gail, thank you. You made my night. I don't even have a slide for that. Um, that's wonderful. All right. So those are the announcements of Christie Initiatives. That's where we're at. I wanted you to know that tomorrow uh, at 11 o'clock a.m. here, and there'll be a live link on the Christie website, Christine Davis will do her session on emerging technology skills for the 21st century. Uh, this was a session that was preempted by uh, some tech, tech issues originally, but um, she's had those resolved. She's had them worked on the last week, and she's ready to present tomorrow morning. And I was very grateful she was willing to give it the old college try. Uh, Christine is a doctor, uh, doctorate in instructional technology and distance learning a former school administrator, currently an assistant professor of education at Georgian Court University in New Jersey. Okay. She does all kinds of presentations on this subject and is very much committed to discussing and finding out how technology helps students learn. So if you can make it tomorrow, please come to the um, Christie C3 site at, at quarter of 11 and you'll see a link there and you'll be able to um, take part in, in kind of a posthumous session that uh, we wanted to make sure we got in for those of you who are interested. And so I want to thank you. I think we can officially say as we wrap up tonight that you're now part of a global movement, that you and I understand that there are no boundaries anymore to how we collaborate. There are no simple local organizations of teachers. There are no limits in cities, states, regions, countries. We're all in this together. And we truly have to reach out across those boundaries and be the pioneers in making educational technology an international proposition. So having said that, ways to keep in touch over the next few months, certainly the Christie website.
Um, if you haven't signed up yet for eCommunique, get your email in on that so you'll be able to get those notifications monthly. That's our Christie newsletter. Go to Christie Connect if you want to sign up for uh, Christie mailing lists, including the job listings that are posted there. On Twitter, our name is Christie Chirps. If you'd like to stay in touch on Twitter and know what's going on, uh, we have a Facebook group simply called Christie. Join Facebook and then do a search for Christie and we'll come right up. And we have a Christie Ning, which we haven't made much of, uh, taken enough advantage of yet. But I have seen some people joining during the conference and hopefully we'll get that moving and, and get that more active in, in the months to come. And so those are the things I wanted to present on this last evening of the conference. I can't thank you enough. Oh, we're getting a group hug. That's big. And, <laughs> and I'd like to just open up the microphones. Um, we do have some time. If you would like to discuss things, um, if you have questions or comments, that's fine. And otherwise, uh, if you need to leave, I understand. It's Friday night. Please go enjoy yourself. But I'll be here for the next few minutes in case people would like to have any further discussion.